Okay, the generalists are back with episode eight, and it's been a long time because there's been a lot of life changes for all of us. Uh, fun fact, we are almost all now living in a house together. Me, Dave, Paul, and Eli is just right down the street. So from now on, we are doing podcasts in person before it was on Zoom. Not sure if you knew that. So welcome to this new stage of the generalists. Everyone, how are we doing? Doing great. Uh, happy to be back. And uh, to make up for our absence, the listeners, this is going to be a six-hour podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> a marathon. <laughs> so much has happened that, yeah, uh, it will be a six-hour podcast. Yeah, I don't know if I could handle like a hour-long podcast. I've been so exhausted with the move and everything that uh, I'm still running on fumes here, to be quite honest. Yeah, I didn't move, and I don't think I can take an hour of you guys. So. <laughs> we could go six hours. We definitely have the endurance. It's just who would listen to six hours. And if through analytics we find someone who, were to li- who was to listen to that six-hour podcast, we need to give them some sort of reward or bring them into our friend group because uh, that's that's commitment. Nice. You're, you're signaling that we use analytics. Uh, we're high class like that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, now that we're all living together, it's pretty much a nonstop podcast. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's good to be back. And I, as the date of we're recording this, we're going to release it a few days later, but it's actually the, the six month anniversary of the launch of Eclectish. So Ew. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it feels a little bit high schooly when you used to measure your relationships like, yay, one month. Um, maybe we should wait for a year, but you know, I think it's, uh, it feels good. I've, it feels good. Six months and we're rolling and we're, we're getting fantastic articles, fantastic podcast, and, and it's been good so far, boys. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, quick opportunity here to plug our latest uh, podcast, Internet Myths and Legends, which we actually launched right uh, yesterday. So just before our six month anniversary here. And that's a podcast done by Luke Brown that is really entertaining, much more professionally done than us, uh, and really engaging. Would highly recommend that uh, to anyone listening in quick episodes too, like 20 minutes with unbelievable production values. Yeah, absolutely amazing. It's definitely our, you know, the generalist was, was the first, but this one is, is clearly the best that we have on a collector. So extremely proud that we were able to... Um, sign on a, a fantastic podcaster so everyone give that a listen and uh you know first episodes about flat earthers so uh that's always interesting <laughs> yes thinking about what other topics he should do it's a, it's a podcast about as the name suggests like different internet myths and legends that have taken hold conspiracy theories that sort of thing i'm wondering what what another good one would be i can't wait until he does the uh the episode on the generalist podcast that 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 great internet myth (laughs) the the the, the numerous conspiracy theories that have emerged about our uh, one month hiatus (laughs) where were they and who are they really (laughs) and are they just the same person (laughs) yeah oh my god yeah no looking forward to that one when it comes out in uh in a few years time once we've uh once we've all disappeared and become legends of the web <laughs> <laughs> but dave how are you doing buddy um i mean i ask you that every morning now but uh i mean you i think you were itching the most to get out of the, the covid family house uh, that i mean we were all cooped up uh back in the suburbs and now now we're in the city and it's fucking exciting so how, how are you feeling 
yeah it's it's good to to be to be out and uh you know just i don't know people are come stir crazy and just i any sort of movement or change i think is is welcomed at this point in time and things are opening up in the city so it's feeling good things are getting back to normal so it's just been yeah it's been a, a great experience overall being being uh free being free <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we went for a walk yesterday and uh, saw I uh, stumbled upon a like sixteen year old rep baseball game, uh, which was very fun to watch a bit of. Um, yeah, it's just nice to see life being returned back to the city. But yeah, it's funny. So in today's episode, we actually have an interview with Megan Arthur's, who is an incredible uh, entrepreneur. She started a business called Home Organizing, spelled H O M not planned at all but you know it it actually works out we just moved and we're interviewing someone who does like home organizing uh and she has a different philosophy to it not gonna lie boys our fucking place looks amazing i was just gonna say i'm pretty sure in the interview she recommends having a maple leaf gardens frame picture over your desk like chris does (laughs) (laughs) it's a must it's uh (laughs) it's a mecca of success Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Maple Leaf Gardens might have been at one time. Yeah. Um, now it's a Loblaws. Was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's been had a more successful run as a Loblaws. Um, <laughs> Loblaws is a grocery store uh, for anyone who, who doesn't know. Um, the former mecca of hockey is now a grocery store but they kept the they kept the exterior so it looks good yeah that's true but uh, yeah no she's been uh doing looks like some really interesting stuff she's been doing like obviously we all know her personally and uh, following her on social media and everything seems like things are really taking off with her see interviews with you know news outlets and stuff it's it's really exciting but this interview is the most important for yes of course of course the most compelling absolutely absolutely and and she's totally not being interviewed by two amateurs like not not (laughs) the the most experienced uh, media personality she's ever been interviewed by (laughs) (laughs) yeah really we're just the whole time we edited it out but we're just saying like megan try and get us on tv like how do you get that hook up (laughs) and maybe the most famous person we've uh, interviewed so far. Yeah, yeah, up there, I would say, with uh, Alicia. Yeah, Alicia. Yeah, she's yeah, she's uh, pretty pretty famous locally. So and and internationally. So. Yeah, I think what we got to do next is though take Megan for her follow up interview, take her on a tour of this overgrown frat house, and uh, <laughs> get get her thoughts on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a great idea actually. That's actually a really cool idea to bring her. Here to the place, get her opinion on on what you know we got going on. Let's let's be honest. Visiting, right? She should review each of your rooms. I think Dave by far would get the best uh, review. Yeah, but, but he has the biggest oh, yeah. space. He has the oh, space yeah. that works the best. Obviously, fuck. You you weren't gonna put a couch in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this guy's not. He has a couch. He has a, a sunlight. Like, dude, I'm living in darkness. I have like a little <laughs> sliver of a window. It's always cold in here. I'm a, I'm the a the sliver of the window shines on the Maple Leaf Gardens, though. It just hits it just right. <laughs> it's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. But you know what? Megan yeah. mentioned that uh, she she would love to make like a, a Netflix show or a series. And you're telling me that episode one wouldn't be perfect for this place right here where we're all living? Yeah, no, it absolutely would. You know, it's like that, that problem case well. that 
needs fixing and uh, it doesn't need fixing <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry yeah this, her show should just be going to people's houses and saying how good they are that'd be much more interesting yeah it's organized man <laughs> look, look, at this, look, at this, look at this bookshelf organized by like, genre. i read i read on uh on there was like an article or like a social media post that was talking about who are those like creepy brothers who like flip houses and shit oh, uh the property brothers yeah those fucks uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's sense. their last name <laughs> <laughs> um like somebody was like taking pictures of like what they had done and like the shoddy work that they had done um wow. and you it, i've always wondered this because it's one of those things where you're like how the fuck can they do things you know right in like we're, we're gonna do it flip a whole house in six days that's that's insane and whenever they're filming, there's like, I don't know, maybe four people working. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So what the fuck's going on? So that it makes they, me think of that um, Arrested Development episode where they like cut for the ribbon for the model home and it all falls yeah. apart. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> much what it is. I have a question though. Yeah. It's kind of sounding like you've watched multiple Property Brothers episodes. Yeah. I know of them. I don't, I don't really watch. I don't have HGTV. How do, you know, how do you know it's six hours or six days? I, I, I picked a number. Chris. So you're, you're saying <laughs> I made up a number. I made up a number. Do you want us to get sued? Are you fucked? Well, you're you, slandering you know the Property Brothers. Extreme makeover and all those shows. Like, that's their thing. They do It's like, oh, it's been, like, we, we're we going to flip it in a week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the they, Property they Brothers do it pretty quick. sue our ass and it's going to be all on you. That'd be a pretty bad show if, yeah, I was like, and in six short months, we're going to make this basement nice. Just a yeah. normal renovation. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> six, six months? Uh, thank you, Property Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, well, uh, I, I, don't, I think it would be fun as a guest appearance. Megan comes and says, wow, what a fantastic job you've done. This is a model for all of my other clients to aspire to. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, we don't need much help here. <laughs> yeah, it's a palace. It's a palace, man. Yeah, so it's like Jabba's palace. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we have a rancor yeah. below us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It's like three people will get that joke. It was pretty good. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? They're going to know that. It's like Jabba. Everyone knows Jabba. Even non-Star Wars fans know Jabba. No, no, no. I, 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 mean, I mean, Nathan is the rancor. Oh, That's what yeah, we're going yeah, for, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Anyway, <laughs> we, won't, we won't keep this. <laughs> I, I think there's like, there's a few Star Wars characters that every single person knows. Ewoks. I, really? Yeah, maybe. I'd say Chewbacca. Yeah. Mm. Jabba. Yeah. Uh, Darth Vader, yeah, obviously. obviously. Yeah. Um, and probably just the name Luke Skywalker. Yeah, Yoda. or... Yeah, Yoda. Actually, yeah. 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 Yoda. 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 Especially with baby Yoda's rise. Yeah. Anyone else? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. That's Kit weird. Fisto. <laughs> of course. <Keanu> <laughs> <Hundi>. <laughs> <laughs> Kit, my favorite Kit Fisto. What a stupid name. <laughs> I thought you were a Kit Fisto a, fan. It's it's a flip of a coin of whether or not it's a Star Wars name or a porn name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Bib Fortuna. Uh, <laughs> now that's a porn name i'll tell you that right now Man, it's it's amazing when you, you come across names in the real world and you're like holy shit this is a this is a star wars name i don't oh, know if yeah. you guys have, have, have come across that yeah no we oh, i remember yeah. that a couple of us actually did when we were traveling we met somebody who had a perfect star wars and i won't say it here right now but uh Wait, why not look that's a real fucking it's not gonna say their name 
Why? <laughs> Why would I say the person's name? All right, I'll fucking yeah. change it. <laughs> Are you I, kidding me? I saw. <laughs> I don't know this person. Oh. I saw the name like written down somewhere, so I don't okay. know this person. The person's name is Bats Trilock. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm pretty sure after these reports of, of UFOs, he's an alien. Oh yeah, absolutely. Bats Trilock yeah. is Star Wars canon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I gotta find like, out his name now. Yeah, that's that's insane. That kind that's he must be he or she must be named after some sort of Star Wars character there, expanded universe or something. That's too perfect. It is too perfect. So yeah, what do you guys actually speaking of the UFOs and aliens, what do you guys think of that? Like I guess we're dating ourselves a few weeks or months here, but I think it needs to be discussed. Like that's crazy. Like the UFOs and pretty much being acknowledged by the U S military. And I don't know, are you ready for, like, do you think our, our overlords are among us? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I, uh, I don't know if they're among us, but like, I feel like we're not making a big enough deal about this. Like everyone's like, yeah, there's like UFOs and they almost certainly seem to exist based on what, you know, our aircraft are seeing. We're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. We have other shit to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. 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 COVID really kind of took that shine, didn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, but it's crazy news, man. You think about like all these, all these History Channel shows, like Alien Conspiracy, UFO Files, whatever the hell they're called, um, and it's like for for so many years, it's just like oh, all these kooks on these TV shows, they don't know what they're talking about, and now it's sort of like, oh shit, like those people are still definitely kooks, but yeah. like there's a couple grains of truth to some of the stuff that they're saying, probably right. So that alone is a big enough breakthrough, right? Do you think those History Channel producers feel vindicated now? Like their terrible TV shows happen to be kind of correct. And they're like, see, we told you. Yeah, yeah. Whoever, whoever, whoever decided. Yeah. It's a uh, Tom DeLong validation year. <laughs> Singer of Blink-182. The guy quit to go searching for UFOs. <laughs> I don't know what if he had much else choice. going on. Yeah, they had a reunion. Yeah. <laughs> He, he really needed that validation here. <laughs> There's no way that if something big happens with aliens that everyone's going to believe it anyways. Like the aliens can fly down to the White House and kiss Joe Biden on the mouth and they'll be <laughs> like, well, no, that's not real. That's fake news. There's no way that everyone's going to be on board with this, which is, which is terrifying. It's like when, when aliens, alien invasions become a political issue. <laughs> yeah, they, they literally killed Joe Biden and aliens president now. Everyone's just, no, 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 I like him. I, I like him. <laughs> he talks, he talks like how, how we talk. He talks like <laughs> how we talk. He, he says what's on his mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we must attack the gamma segment. Hey, I've been doing yeah. that for years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we just ripped that joke off from The Simpsons. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Gathering lawsuits. We're, we're only 30 minutes deep here. Yeah. Maybe maybe you just stick to, to Zoom meetings, not in-person meetings. <laughs> just racking up lawsuits. But um, yeah, so it's great to be uh, back together. Life is, life is returning to normal or as normal as you could get. Uh, for you Americans, I think life has been normal for a while. I mean whatever normal is in America anymore. You guys are pretty fucked, but um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's good to be back. So I think, uh, I think this is a good time to send it off to 
our interview with, with Megan Arthurs. It's a fantastic interview. We have a good time. Like Eli mentioned, we've known each other for a long time. All of us have. And Dave and I uh, do a pretty entertain, entertaining and informative interview, uh, both about her business philosophy and how successful she's been. And then, you know, just joking around. So uh, with that, we'll send it off to Megan Arthurs. We are here with Megan Arthurs. Megan is the founder of Home Organizing, that's spelled capital H colon O-M organizing. And as the name implies, Megan offers services in home organizing, but also moving services such as staging and packing and wardrobe organization. But what makes Megan's business different than other organization services is the combination of expertise in these areas with her philosophy of well-being and how a person's living space is intertwined with many other aspects of their lives. Her unique take to the business has been featured in multiple publications and also on global news and CP24 here in Toronto. Megan also happens to be a great friend of ours uh, going back many years, so we couldn't wait to talk to her about her success. Megan, welcome to The Generalists. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I hope that intro was a bit better than the ones done by professional TV people when you've been on. <laughs> Way better. It's, it feels better when it comes from friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, so like I, like I said in, in the intro, we've been friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. And the one thing we want to know is how did it, all of this start? Because it seems like in this COVID pandemic, like we haven't seen each other as frequently as we used to. And then out of the blue, it's like you have this incredible success story. So tell us, how did this start? Yeah, everyone asks me that. I work quietly and then just think things surface. I actually started in 2019. I don't have a business background. I was a dancer. I went to school for dance. I did my undergrad in dance and my my MA degree in dance. And I was sort of at a stick in the road where I felt like I wasn't happy with, with what I was doing and I was losing a little bit of passion for it. So I just asked myself, what do I love doing? And what am I good at? And organizing popped up. So I was like, hey, I wonder if I could make a business out of this. So I started, um, I started small, I started doing friends and family and it sort of took off and COVID in a weird way has been really helpful for myself and my business. I think people are living in their spaces now and they feel overwhelmed and they're looking at their clutter every day, all day, because we're not allowed to go anywhere. And, um, it's affecting people's mental well-being. I'll say that for sure. Yeah. And did I do a good job, by the way, of, of laying out the uniqueness of your business and what you offer? Yeah, we do decluttering and organizing services. I think my approach is very different than other organizers. Uh, of course, you know, we want to get the job done and we care about aesthetics, but it's Honestly, it's a lot more than that. It's like what your space really provides you with, how you feel in your space. Is your space setting you up for success or is it setting you up for failure? Is it setting you up for fights with your family and your spouse or is it setting up for a nice peaceful environment? So I really hone in on that when it comes to my clients and I get deep with my clients. Like we have very deep conversations. My clients share a lot of personal information with me because their home affects who they are. It affects how they show up in this world. So 
Yeah. It, th- like there's a lot to it. It's not just like organizing. Sometimes I feel like I'm a therapist. <laughs> not trained though. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I was hoping actually that you would say your inspiration was when Dave did a little bit of home organizing by destroying that chair in your house uh, in high school. <laughs> I was hoping you would bring that up. <laughs> yeah, Dave to the rescue with some wood glue. <laughs> <laughs> it, it fixes everything. Well, no, it doesn't. It just fixes wood things. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I still have that chair. <laughs> so it so the glue the worked. <laughs> yeah. yeah still, still in good shape. Well, that's that's perfect. Um, it's interesting that you talk about being close to clients and stuff like that. Is there situations where people are more kind of like standoffish and just say kind of like you do you, I'm going to stand back? Or is there is it usually like they're always there kind of going piece by piece with you on like kind of what what goes where and what can be thrown out? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's a bit of both. I have a lot of clients who are very busy and have very active lifestyles. So they don't want to participate. You know, I've had clients go as far as say, you can just go through my wardrobe. And if you see any pieces that you don't think I should be wearing, just check up. (laughs) And I'm like, uh, you need to sign on this because (laughs) I feel uncomfortable. But I have a lot of clients who do want to participate like when we're purging it's really hard for me to to say I don't think you need this like I always have to ask do you use this Mm -hmm. when's the last time you use this when's the last time you wore this I mean there's so many questions involved so I do most of my clients do want to participate in in that part and I find when people do participate and they're part of the process they're able to maintain for a longer period of time because they've put in the work with me. Mm -hmm. So they're like, Oh, this is a lot of work. Like, look at all this, the process that we did and look how far we came and it feels so good for them. So when I talk to them months down the road, they're like, Oh yeah, like we're still super organized. And I'm like, Oh, you Mm -hmm. made my job complete. (laughs) Well, yeah, I was actually interested in that because like, I love the value proposition. It, It emphasizes lifestyle changes more than just, Oh, this is a spring cleaning Uh, that we do once a year but we all know setting new habits is extremely difficult especially when a lot of your clients are if they're homeowners especially in this environment they're going to be a a little bit on the older side so how do you how do you find I mean you just said one of the things is to actually have them involved but how how do you find you like what's your approach of instilling these values so that it it becomes a habit and you know that down the line they're well-being is still going to going to be driven by this clean and organized living space. It's really making sure that every item in your house has a home to the point where it almost feels elementary. Like it almost feels like I'm babying them or treating them like a child in a way. Like there's no miscellaneous drawers or cupboards or shelves. Like we're not just putting crap on a shelf and be like, oh, that will just stay there. It's like everything has a home and most things have a label because our minds, our brains are so like, we're so quick, right? If we're reading something that has a label on it, we're much more likely to follow suit with, with that label when we read it, than just be like, oh, I'm just going to put this there. 
So it's putting systems in place. It's bringing in organizing product, taking your stuff, sorting through it, grouping like items together, putting them in the product and labeling it. And it, it does work. It really does work. That's my magic trick. <laughs> you know, it's not always easy throwing things out and people can put a lot of emotional weight onto objects and things. I come from a family where you know, there was some pack rats and they'd be refusing to throw out like a, like a broken cuckoo clock. Do you ever go kind of and battle with your clients? And what's the point where you say like, you know what, I'm going to like step back. Like they're really not going to give it up. Yeah. That part, this part's tough. It's the toughest part because it's emotional. We, we associate our identity with our things which I don't believe uh, we need to do. We are our own people. We're, we are not our, our things in our home, but the little bit of human nature and people can get very emotional and worked up about letting go. So I always first, I always make it clear that there should be no pressure to say goodbye to anything. Because the point of clutter clearing is to create clarity and ease in your life and in your home, not to create more stress. So if this is creating more stress, they're just not ready right now. Mm -hmm. But I always say, do you use this? Do you love this? Is this adding value to your life? Those are like my three top questions for every item. Because it really gets, it really gets my clients to evaluate that item much more clearly than just be like oh what is this like is this adding value to your life when's the last time you wore this do you even like this mm -hmm. it's different with um clothing clothing is probably the most difficult because clothing really represents our identity and clothing it's all your stages and phases in your life is your clothes right so people are super emotional like this clothing represents a trip they went on or their grandmother or their child or their wedding. So people have a really hard time with clothing and I have to be gentle with them and I have to give them grace because uh, I don't want to get fired. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing. You but, threw but out it, a family heirloom. <laughs> imagine. <laughs> that would be horrible. Yeah, it's tough. It is tough. But um Sometimes, and I always say this, people just need another pair of eyes and hands. They just need an outside perspective. Many of my clients have said that to me, you know, they say, I wouldn't be able to do this if you weren't here. And it's not necessarily because it's me. It could be you, Chris, or you, Dave, <laughs> but they need help. They, they need a, an assistant. So when you mentioned the the therapy aspect of it and you know, helping a couple have a, a healthier marriage. Does that come down in that example or like, or other examples, does that come down to like a fight over a personal item that like one side thinks they want to throw it? Or are you actually talking about creating a space that is conducive to a healthy relationship? A lot of it comes down to, there's a lot of traditional marriages out there in the world still. <laughs> it depends on what generation my client is coming from, but there's a lot of tradition, whereas certain times my female clients feel like their time in the house is looked at as 
uh, infinite and their husband feels like their time is finite. Mm. So there's, um, they have different ideas of rules and responsibilities in the house and the fight always stems to she's organized and she, she does it and he's not and doesn't follow through. And that's why they're in a mess. This is what I hear over and over and over again. So it's honestly about communication, about the systems we put in place. It's tough. It's not really so much letting things go. It's more about shared roles in the home. I can see that. Like I'm a pretty organized person myself. And I think like Dave, you, you are, you are as well. Everyone listening has friends who thrive with like an Einstein desk. Like mm-hmm. things, just paper everywhere, a bowl of like leftover cereal, just a house is a oh, mess, right? But anxiety. Like, I know, eh? But <laughs> but they like seem to thrive off of that. Like you you take the the side that you may thrive, but you could thrive even more. Or do you think like, okay, you know, just leave that be. Like if they're fine with it and they don't even want help or seeking it, uh, then it's fine. Yeah. Um, there is such a thing as organized chaos. I always ask them what spaces they need help with. If, if they are cool with their crazy desk, then they're cool with it because it's working for them. Every, it, you know, organizing is not adhering to like Megan Arthur's philosophy on organizing. It's really just creating a space that works for you. And we're all so different. We all think different. We all act different. We all come from different backgrounds. So I don't push if someone says, yeah, this mess is actually, it's good for me. It, it, it helps me be, become creative. A lot of artistic people say that to me. They thrive in a little bit of a mess. So I, I let that be. That's interesting. I, I was wondering about kind of your journey and your path. You know, we're all caught up in consumerism. We see things and we want them. Might give us, you know, gratification uh, for a little bit. Have you found over the process um, of doing this, you have started to question your own habits? Like, have you started like being more contemplated about like what you buy? And has it kind of uh, changed for yourself as well? He's asking if you become a, a rabid anti-capitalist. An <laughs> Sometimes I'm not a minimalist. I, I'm not, especially in, in the clothing department. I, I will be transparent with you about that. But when I do go into these people's homes, people have so much shit. And it's just, it's honestly ridiculous. It's ridiculous when I see <laughs> it. So... Yeah, it makes me question. Um, would I say my spending habits have changed or my shopping habits have changed greatly? No, because I never was that extreme. But I am more hyper aware of it now. It's crazy. It's crazy what people accumulate over over their lifetime. And it also depends on what generation you're from, I find. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe our parents' generation they hoard a little more because they might've come from um, a harder upbringing where they didn't have a lot. So they associate um, success with purchasing and, Mm. you know, that's something that 
that's meaningful to that generation where I know our generation, there are a lot of minimalists and um, people have an easier time of letting things go if, if they're not using it. Do you think that the ease of shopping has made things worse? Like I've was, I was so close. This is so stupid. I was so close to buying a 10 inch sculpture of Darth Maul from sort of from uh, Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it was 12 o'clock at night on Amazon. It was, and I was like, should I buy this right now? How much was it? Uh, it was like it was more expensive than I'd like to say <laughs> on the podcast. That's all you won't say it. <laughs> but I was like, should I get this right now? It is like completely useless. It's not going to do anything but sit there. Do you find that the the ease of online commerce has exacerbated the issue? It's dangerous. It is very dangerous. I think if you were a person that enjoyed buying things you don't really need, like in relation to the story you just told. Um, yeah, it's heightened that for sure. Wait, I want to ask, like, why did you want that? Because you wanted inspiration it, in the morning. You, you it, it's <laughs> like, I, I have no idea. But I think there's the idea of shopping therapy. And whenever you order a package, there's there's a feeling of like, especially now, like we're, we're all stuck inside. When a package comes, it's like your birthday. You know, you yeah, it's a feeling it. of anticipation. Also, yeah, a feeling of anticipation. It, right? But I, I could see it being just so destructive because it ends up accumulating and and uh, I ended up, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I I, I snapped out of it, but uh, I you. wanted to. I wanted to get it. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't do. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look this up now. I, I want to find out how much this was and how much you were contemplating. So it was said- like it was like three hundred bucks. Okay? Oh it was my god! <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like eighty. Same. No. Oh my god! <laughs> that would have been horrible. It was. Oh man, that would have been the worst. Yeah, it was a. I don't know why, but it's just there. It feels so. I think people talk about having like cash on hand too. Like you put people. Again, like another thing about purchasing, you have your card on you and you don't really know how much you're spending. Mm-hmm. If I pulled out a wad of cash for a 10 inch sculpture and like, oh, you're here, it would really make me like, I think second guess more like, well, what am I really spending right now? Yeah, totally. I, yeah, I totally agree with that. It's dangerous. It's a dangerous world. Amazon is dangerous for people. Guys, stay off Amazon. Yeah, for, for many, <laughs> for many reasons. Yeah, stay off, stay off Amazon. The generalist is endorsing stay off Amazon. <laughs> we're not going to talk about these, the mics that we're using, which were ordered off of Amazon and recommended yeah. by Amazon. <laughs> My no free ads, no free ads. So you said you're not a minimalist. I want, I wanted to know if you had any external inspiration to cultures, maybe. It really stemmed from just who I am as a person and my character. You know, I've been mildly obsessed with organizing since I was like three or four. Like most little kids are like playing with toys in their room and I'm like moving around furniture and like (laughs) categorizing things. Like what a weirdo. So it comes to me naturally. There are so many organizing philosophies. We have like Marie Kondo, the life uh, changing. I'm I'm butchering this. (laughs) Poor Marie Kondo. Tidy, what is her thing? I don't know. You know her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. She can fold socks up like so many times. It's it's blows my mind. Yeah, you fold up a sock enough times, it could reach the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. 
It's true. I've never heard. It's not a thing. He just yes, made it, it up. It is. It's, it's a piece of paper, but it applied, the same concept would apply to the sock. But sorry, go on, Megan. I didn't, I'm not following any particular philosophy or method. It's what I think works, basically. That That's it. And I said earlier, like, I don't believe in that. I don't believe, like, the only way is Marie Kondo's way or the only way is my way. It's whatever way works for you. So be honest, were you having internal anxiety attacks when we were at a, a certain friend's, uh, let's call him Michael Mike, <laughs> uh, in, at, in, in, his, in his basement for his high school parties? Oh, my Lord, Christopher. <laughs> That dog, that puppy dog, stuffed animal. Oh, yeah. I think they still have that. Yeah, like in addition to 300 VHSs. That basement, you know, that's a different level. That's almost like a hoarding level, which is a mental illness. So I don't even deal with that. But were you having anxiety attacks or like, could you let it go? Totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the alcohol helped, I won't lie, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's also, yeah, it also helps that you know you could run around and, and not worry about breaking anything. <laughs> yeah, totally. I don't even know what was there. Yeah, like if I you don't... fall into that stuffed animal, like you're fine. And the stuffed animal is fine too, so. <laughs> I don't find it as bad when it's not my own space. When it's my own space, I really, it really drives my OCD up the wall. But when I know like I don't live here, I get to walk away tonight. That's their problem. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm okay. I know a lot of people and a lot of like our friends love the idea. Like their personality is kind of attached to like an amazing bookshelf. It, it displays what they read, what they're interested in, even though this is a book most of the time or books, most of the time people read what just once. And now it's, you know, used up a lot of resources and it's taking up a lot of space. What are your thoughts on, on that? Just personally, like give them, like give me advice because I'm struggling between whether I should just go straight Kindle or, e- or ebook or whether I should keep ordering these books and uh, accumulating a vaster library. I will say there's something really special about holding an actual book and reading an actual book. I mean, this is personal preference perhaps, but I'm all for having a collection of books, but I think, you know, every six months you need to go through that collection. Like I'm sure you have books in your collection that you probably won't read again. Yeah, like the Kama Sutra. (laughs) He's so over it. (laughs) He's not that flexible. (laughs) I was 10 years ago. (laughs) 10 years ago. Hilarious. Uh, Yeah, funny. I I think if you go through the books and... Maybe also sometimes when you categorize them, like when you group your books together, like these are all, I don't know, like your lifestyle books, your fiction books, your nonfiction books, your philosophy books, whatever, then you're able to see like, okay, what pile do I have way too much in? Like what pile is, you know, a little overwhelming and maybe you can pare down, but I'm all for the books. I love books. Love it. Okay. That's, I was, that's what I was like hoping to hear. But if you said like, no, burn them all, I, it would have hurt. But I'm like, okay, yeah, you know what? Like declutter, like less, less things. But it's true. Holding that book. Mm. He's have getting you, off this call and he's like, he's yeah. go 
have you ever been in a situation where you feel like you need to add stuff where it's like, man, there is nothing here where you're like, put a plant in the corner uh, or something. Sometimes I'm given a lot of freedom and this is where the job gets really fun because I'm a very creative and artistic person. Um, so I get to bring that in. So when clients say to me, I want to create um, a craft station for my children, that's where I get to just go shopping and like buy <laughs> all the fun stuff. Or I've done a gift wrapping room before. That's amazing. Um, it was pretty pretty Martha Stewart-esque. <laughs> so yeah, so sometimes I do bring things in or s- subtle touches, like you said, like a plant or um, decor pieces. I guess interior design comes into play sometimes um, when we really want to dress up the space. And that's fun for me. I, I enjoy that for sure. But I'm not an interior designer. So I have to say that as well. So we know, <laughs> you know, you can't claim something you're not. That's true. I could see, I could see this being like an amazing Netflix show. Oh, you're speaking what I want to hear. Yeah. I, I have big goals to, uh, I want to have a TV show for sure. Yeah. I think you could. Why? Why? Because there's a, a little bit of a gap in the market where we have the home edit show on Netflix. Yeah. It's so much fun. I love watching it too, but we have all these celebrities on the show, which is cool, but it's not hitting home to the general people like organizing parallels life's biggest moments and transitions. Mm -hmm. It affects everybody. So I I feel like that's what has to be on TV. Like we have to see ourselves, right? You have Mm -hmm. to see, what does a divorce look like and how organizing plays a role in that? What does losing a loved one look like and how does organizing play a role? Uh, what does, you know, when parents become empty nesters or when you get married or you're buying your first home, like there's so uh, many avenues that I feel like organizing falls into that we're not really seeing on um, in the media. And I want to fill that gap. <laughs> All right. Well, all you NBC, ABC, CBS executives listening to this right now. Actually, does that even, do we even care about <laughs> you went to, You went to network cable. <laughs> I know. Dude, does anyone you know, care about you know, those? Holy shit. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Sorry. Netflix, Amazon, a lot of Amazon references in this Disney. podcast. Disney. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's better. That's better. <laughs> yeah. We've given Amazon too much of a plug. Yeah. <laughs> they don't need it. You know, they Amazon, definitely don't need it. We don't. Megan doesn't need you, okay? They're like about <laughs> to give you the offer. <laughs> I take it back. Okay, well, this has been a really good conversation, Megan. I'm organized, so I don't think I'll ever need your service uh, as, <laughs> as amazing as, as it would be, but <laughs> oh man, so pompous. But yeah, this is great. And we're so happy that you're, you've found incredible success and we can't wait for your, uh, your Netflix show. Everyone, Megan Arthur's, company is home organizing we have all the links in the description both to the website and to her and to the instagram check it out we can't wait to see what you achieve next megan so thank you for joining oh thanks so much for having me it was fun Uh, All right, there you have it, everybody. Uh, Thanks so much to Megan Arthurs for joining us on the pod today. Thanks to Chris and Dave for doing a great interview. Uh, Make sure to check out 
home organizing on all the various social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, you name it, and check out Megan Arthur's many other media appearances. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and we'll uh, catch you in a couple weeks.